5: Welcome inside hour three, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico studios where the ninth inning in Texas between the Dodgers and the Padres has Kenley Jansen on the mound, trying to close things out, give the Dodgers a two game to none lead in the NLDS. Jansen does have a strikeout, but the Padres do have a runner on first with one out as they bat. In the top of the ninth inning, a game that, well, no matter what happens from here on out, it's going to go down as the Bellinger or Machado game because you know clearly Manny Machado found a way to get petulant and look like a little kid uh, during oh, this one game of my favorite tonight. words
6: in the English language. Kids, oh. everybody out there, you got to add that one. That's uh, that's one to have in the holster when you really want to. Debase and demean exactly what someone said or did. Oh, Petulant. You, you. you like Petulant? I, I like using Petty and Petulant. Oh, yeah. Petulant I kind
5: of like using them both is, together. Is that's good. good, yeah.
6: Manny Machado, like Petty
5: and Petulant.
6: Uh, that sounds like well, a we already album. heard Tom Petty as part of Fly Night earlier. Oh, that's true. We did. We did.
5: I, I want to get uh, Pink Floyd learning to fly. I, I, that's one of my favorite songs. That's let's, a good let's one. Let's get that. If, if That's we're, a band? Talk, if we're. <laughs> wow. <laughs> If we're going to talk about the fly that was on Mike Pence's head tonight, we got to get a little bit of Pink Floyd learning to fly. It I
0: don't have know to about go that. Way.
5: No, we we have to.
0: It sounds like Pink an ice Floyd cream a, cone.
5: Listen, Pink Floyd is a very popular band, and it was it, it was they're they're the quintessential rock band because the the people in the band absolutely hate each other. And that's oh, the okay. Best part. Yeah, the two most important guys in the band. It got to a point where uh, between David Gilmour and Roger Waters, when they reunited, right, Pink Floyd, they couldn't stand each other, but they knew they, could, they had to be together to make money. What was it? The stage was divided in half, I think, or into, into thirds, and, and one of them, they, they couldn't be on the same side of the stage as the other person when they were performing in concert. You stay on your side. I'll stay on my side. We'll do this concert. We'll get paid, and then we're moving on, and I'm never talking. To you again? Like Look, I think that's how it went. Like in the late '80s, early '90s, when Pink Floyd made that big reunion tour, when they started quote getting along again. I think that's how it went.
6: Yeah, there's been a moderate thaw in that uh, on the Pink Floyd official you know, Twitter and everything that just Gilmore and, and company have have run. Uh, they they're actually promoting some of Roger Waters live performances that have been captured on video and released you know as movies uh so there's at least a thaw in that way uh whether they'll ever accept the billions of dollars that were offered pre-covid to tour again remains to be seen the only band that you know you'll never see that still could be active is abba because they all got divorced (laughs) and one of them basically doesn't leave her house
5: yeah, you know. it's, yeah, the best thing, the closest thing you get to seeing ABBA is if they make another Mamma Mia movie. Oh, and they will.
6: Because they seem to be doing well. I, and I'll be there. And as soon as they're back on the stage again, I'll go see it again, <laughs> too, because it's a fantastic show, a rocket good time.
5: <laughs> what a great show we got going on. So, again, the Dodgers trying to hold on to the Padres 6-3 and all the drama coming off of Cody Bellinger, who made a phenomenal catch in the top of the sixth inning to save a home run off the bat of Fernando Tatis Jr. The Dodgers celebrated. Manny Machado did not like that. And Gratterall, who was pitching for the Dodgers, threw his glove up in the air. Was, I mean, look, it was a great play, and the Dodgers celebrated – with a lot of pure joy. Machado didn't like it, start screaming at the Dodger bench. The Dodger bench starts screaming back at him. This is Manny Machado, who actually threw his bat back to the dugout in a bat flip after hitting a home run off of Clayton Kershaw and in an inning before, but didn't like the fact the Dodgers were throwing their gloves up in the air. So got it. So this is so the Dodgers can't do that, but he can bat flip. Got it, got it, got it. Uh we'll break this game down following and, and everything about this coming up we'll hear post-game from machado john Morosi, our mlb insider from mlb network and fox sports one is at this game live he's going to join us later on in the show to talk about this as the dodgers trying to hold on now because the padres have put a run across in the top of the ninth inning moreland with a big double uh to score a run so now the padres have a runner at second with one out in the bottom of the ninth inning kenley jansen on the ropes a little bit here. He's already thrown 22 pitches. So we'll have more on this game coming up in a bit. But some big stories out of the NFL today, Mike. And, and you know, today was that day where there was just the confluence of circumstance and stories revolving around COVID-19. Now, this is the best part of sports is that generally in the NBA, in the NFL, Major League Baseball, we don't talk about the threat of COVID nearly like we did because the NBA figured it out. Major League Baseball had a rough start. They figured it out. But now you knew the National Football League was going to have to deal with it at some point as well because here they are, you know, four games in, and they've already had a game postponed uh, from a week, and they've already had a game postponed by a day. What happened today involves a bunch of different teams. All right, First, we got the report this morning that Stefan Gilmore of the Patriots tested positive after the Patriots returned home following their loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this is a game that got postponed by a day because Cam Newton tested positive for COVID-19. Still, they played the game. And this is what happened afterwards. We had a player test positive. Patrick Mahomes hugs Stefan Gilmore following the game at midfield. It was a big deal today. So much so, Mahomes had to put out a statement saying, It was careless by me. I just wanted to show him some love during the game, after the game, and talk to him, which you see players do all the time. But obviously, in COVID 19, you got to be a little bit smarter. Mahomes says, That was my fault. But Mahomes is operating under the assumption that everybody is fine because you're playing this football game. When clearly, the Patriots had a COVID outbreak at some point. They didn't know what it was. They figured Cam Newton's the only one. We'll test, 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 test. Everybody's fine. And then what happens? Because the way COVID-19 works is sometimes symptoms don't show up for a couple of days. So now who knows how many players the Patriots had that will wind up testing positive for COVID-19 that actually played in this game. The NFL couldn't cancel it. It was a big game. It was a, it was a huge game. to move to Monday Night Football. It was the Patriots. It was the Chiefs. Oh, we can't we can't not play this game because we're already a little bit nervous about moving games because we had to move the, the Steelers and the Titans from the week before. So this story is what you wake up to. And then you find out that potentially the Titans had a workout when they weren't supposed to because the Titans had their game last week postponed because of COVID-19 outbreaks that some players got together last week when they weren't supposed to. And you had some people on Twitter, some Titans players saying, can't prove it was me, can't prove we're there, we weren't there. So the NFL is now dealing with what is happening with COVID-19 right where Major League Baseball was in the beginning of the season but here's the difference between MLB and the National Football League is Major League Baseball, the reason they were at a point where it got very tenuous is because they didn't treat COVID-19 as important as they treated the negotiations and who was going to win between the players and the owners, right? They let it go all the way down to the end and they solved their, their issues and now we're going to have a 60-game season. Well, what happened was you didn't build in any time for what's going to happen when players test positive because it's just going to happen. If you're not in a bubble, you have to plan on players testing positive. Baseball was really the precipitous point of week into the season, the Marlins breakout, the Cardinals breakout, you had time for a week and a half where there were four to six teams not playing on any single day. How are you going to make this up? What were you going to do? Baseball was really at a difficult spot, but they got their act together. The NFL has not really done that. They've treated COVID-19 like, okay, it's an adversary we're going to beat. Not that, well, baseball didn't realize the, the spot it was going to have. They just wanted to use their negotiations as the number one thing in COVID we'll figure out. The NFL knows about COVID. They were able to see all the different moves the different leagues made, what the NBA did, what Major League Baseball did, what the NHL did. And they still went ahead with a schedule that's going to say, this is what it is. And we're going to move these games around if we have to. But this, the, we think we can beat COVID-19. I guarantee you, the NFL, and especially at, at 345 Park, walked around saying, no, no, no. We don't have to worry. We're going to beat this. And if we have to move stuff, we'll move. But it doesn't matter. We're going to be more powerful. And it's a virus, man. It's a virus. You can't, there's a difference between just just putting blinders on and just being careful. And why the NFL wouldn't say we're going to build in bye weeks I don't get it. I don't get it because you already had players who were a little nervous about the season in general, and it was basically they were told, you're going to go play. We, we, we're going to take care of you, but you're going to go play. But we kind of have some questions. No, no questions. You're going to go play. You had a couple of players today saying, oh, I don't know if we should have even played this season, which was a really big deal. I mean, I mean
6: today, uh, Darius Slay of oh, the, the Eagles Darius said we shouldn't Slay. have played. You know, but, he, tra- he walked that back real fast. He hey, did, can but, we reopen the Zoom room for yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Darius? Yeah. <laughs>
5: but, he, but he actually said, my true opinion, we shouldn't have even had a season because of what was going on. It's a difficult time. So the players who need a little bit of reassurance, Insurance didn't get that. And so I don't know why the NFL, uh, that's what baffles me is that they make decisions that you go, who's really in a room when these decisions are made? I mean, I, you know, making business decisions for the NFL, the NFL's great at, right? This is what Bud Selig did with baseball that he doesn't get enough credit for. He was great when it came to the business of baseball. My goodness, did baseball blow up under his under his watch where you saw all teams are all making money and the revenue, the contracts and everything else, added wild cards and all these things. But morally, boy, Bud Selig couldn't make the right decision if you gave it to him on a plate. And the same thing has happened with Roger Goodell in the National Football League. Business-wise, look at all the money there everybody's getting so incredibly rich right it's worth. but when it comes to a moral decision the NFL can't make that they can't they can't say okay what's the smart thing to do here and this is not about being be living in fear, which is what people want to jump to when we want to talk about wearing masks and be careful of COVID. Oh, you're living in fear. No, that's just stupid. It's just being smart. We want to get rid of COVID so it's not around. And and the NFL, they haven't been smart. And so now it's going to be a middle of the season adjustment where they're going to say, okay, we're going to have to change things over the course of the rest of the season and we're going to make changes to the back half of the schedule to fill in makeup games. And now you got teams like the Steelers who are pissed, who are like, well you just ruined our season you gave us a bye week and we didn't do anything wrong this is just gonna be such a mess and the NFL could have avoided this by just saying here's what we're gonna do and we have this contingency plan there. It's obvious the players don't know anything about it. Whatever the NFL has planned, if they do, I don't think they did. I think their plan was just still we're gonna beat COVID like 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 it's a it's a competition and it's a Sunday on the field. And you so you know the players didn't know about this. But Mike I got to tell you I I, I really I I say how does the NFL walk out of these rooms and go, yeah, we're gonna play a whole season. And, and
6: uh, yeah, COVID, no, no, we're, we're going to beat it. I, I really don't get that. Well, try to put your head down and just barrel through it, as so many people try to do with different points of their lives, uh, recognizing, look, it's it's not about fear. It's about, you know, being smart, as you said, and continuing to push forward, which is what the NFL did, except some of the, the smart part, I, I guess you put an asterisk on for the moment. Uh, you would have thought there would have been a secondary – secondary schedule in the offing. Uh, That has yet to come to fruition. Extra bye weeks. We've talked about for weeks on the show. That's a new novel concept that is coming up across sports media. Uh, But the Titans are going to try to defend uh, the action, saying that the, the activities away from the facility, that that didn't come into play until an October 1st memo. Uh, so that's going to be one of their sticking points as they try to fight this. But, uh, you know, we might have fighting in Major League Baseball because we've got an epic matchup now on the mound here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe to Kelly up. is into the game to face Tatis.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. So that's where the NFL is. I, I really I don't get where they can't make this decision right when they got to see the blueprint in front of them. I know, it's man, like I seeing know. The blueprint. It's like seeing the blueprint of the Death Star going, no, here it's the thermal exhaust port. And the NFL would say, no, 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 we shoot right in the middle where that big thing is, what that, whatever that big circle is. No, oh, that's where they shoot their, their, their lasers out of. we got to go to the thermal exhaust port. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, I don't care what kind of plans you got from R2-D2 and what they had to go through. No, no, we're going to shoot at that part of it because that's the best part. That's what the NFL would be. That's how they would try to take yeah, care of the Death Star. We've
6: talked about uh, about this for a long time in that for many people, you know, regardless uh, of what your feelings are uh, and whether you're in on science or not, uh, uh, it's it's like the... Richard Dreyfuss' speech to the mayor in Jaws. People like to ignore things until it <laughs> swims up and bites you in the ass. Eight
5: seven seven ninety nine on Fox, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. And as Mike said, things now incredibly interesting in Texas for the Dodgers and the Padres. When we last left you... Kenley Jansen, when we last talked about this about 10 minutes ago, Kenley Jansen was in to try to close things out in the ninth inning. Gave up an RBI double to Moreland. Okay, there was one out. Uh, Gave up an RBI single to Grisham. That makes it a 6-5 game. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. And Kenley Jansen gets the hook. He comes out of the game. Joe Kelly is in the game right now. Pitching to Fernando Tatis Jr., who is the potential go-ahead run as the Padres have a runner at first two outs. They trail the Dodgers by a run. We told you about all the big drama that happened earlier in the game with Machado and Tatis and Cody Bellinger and the yelling and the screaming, and Machado could be a guy coming up in a huge spot here in the ninth inning, but this is something, Mike. Joe Kelly comes into the game. If I told you before the season started, hey, Dodger fans, here's what's going to happen. All right, In a must-win game in the playoffs, Jansen is going to stink, and Joe Kelly's going to come in in the ninth inning, and you're going to be (laughs) happy. be about it Dodger fans would say to me you're insane what are you talking about
6: Joe yeah, Kelly come
5: re- on man that's not going to
6: Remember, happen. we've got Joe Kelly memes and bobbleheads and t-shirts all over the place for earlier he gets the out on Tatis here I mean you can imagine what the memes are going to be next I mean you, you kidding me this is great drama and I just have to ask Dave Roberts uh, seven pitches four outs how the hell was Gratterall taken out of the game anyway back to the action Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, think about that for a second. Kenley Jansen throws 30 pitches, can't
5: get outs. Gratterall threw seven pitches and got four outs. Yeah. I mean, seven pitches. That was an
6: operational efficiency at its finest.
5: That is as as economical as you can get. Yeah. I mean, really, that's as economical as you can get. And uh, right now, we're going to get what we all want because Joe Kelly has just walked (laughs) Fernando Tatis Jr. (laughs) So now the Padres have runners (laughs) at first and second, Two outs in the ninth inning, and Kelly is going to pitch to Manny Machado. Now, does, does Kelly hit him? Does he does hit – first pitch, does he just hit him and then and –
6: then well, I mean, like you still do have us? an empty base.
0: <laughs> Let's load him up Machado
6: hitting 136 in the uh, postseason, the big home run earlier tonight, but yeah, I mean, you got a free base so, you know, you got that going for you <laughs>
5: The first three pitches are going to be all up under his chin I'm just going to keep throwing until I hit him, because it's Manny Machado
6: Yeah, he was low in the zone, and he's, he's been frequently low uh, with his location here to Tatis and the first pitch to Machado So keep it right here. We have all the drama
5: you could possibly want coming up next. Are we talking about a Dodger huge victory, or are we in the bottom of the ninth inning and the Padres with a huge rally and the Manny Machado middle finger night will continue? Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon,
4: you are listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
8: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Now, when a train hits a vehicle at a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings, and if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop, because trains can't. Brought to you by NHTSA. Well, when we last left you, I feel like I should be talking like it's a soap opera. Joe Kelly had come in in the ninth inning to try to close out this game for the Dodgers. Clearly, Kenley Jansen did not have his best stuff tonight, gave up a couple of runs, but did get two outs. Dodgers and Padres now in a 6-5 game in the ninth inning. Kelly has come in and proceeded to walk Fernando Tatis Jr. and walk Manny Machado. He is Uh, consistently low. Yeah, he, well, every other pitch is bouncing before the play. Yeah. I can't believe Angel Hernandez isn't calling these strikes. These are bouncing in <laughs> front of the plate. These are strikes. Well, they're Angel. bouncing straight into the <laughs> strike zone. Yeah. In cricket, it would be a good thing, right? Because you throw the ball and it bounces, right. it goes into the strike zone. But it was a great at-bat by Machado who kept fouling off everything that Kelly was throwing. You can tell Kelly was trying to nitpick a bit. Machado takes the walk, and now the bases are loaded for Eric Hosmer. And the good news for the Dodgers is it's not like the Padres are at that hits a lot of grand slams so you know it, they're absolutely <laughs> fine here the base is loaded doesn't matter everything is all
6: good for the dodgers no stress at all for dodger fans <laughs> our executive producer justin frostberg and uh the guys back in the studio i'm sure are uh, pacing up and down while tie shirt looks for more songs about flies i mean it's
0: perfect <laughs> got plenty
6: uh so flies are joe- plenty
5: joe kelly wait wait joe kelly has done grand it sl- oh. for the Dodgers. <laughs> a grand slam by Eric Hosmer. No, uh, Joe Kelly gets Eric Hosmer to ground out for the final out of the game. He grounds out to second base. The Dodgers hold on to beat the Padres by the final of six five. Kelly walking off the field with a smile on his face, big smirk. Clayton Kershaw out for congratulations. <laughs> Hosmer had his chance. Grounds out to second. Kelly gets the save. The Dodgers take a two-games-to-none
6: lead in the best-of-five NLDS. Let me say this. Uh, Kelly Jansen's got to lose that sourpuss right now. The well, team here's just the thing. won the game. Get over. Here's the it. thing.
5: Yeah, but he, you're right. He, he's, he's upset with himself. I get it, but he's got you
6: gotta put that he away. You got the say, victory. Hey, dude, thanks for picking me up. You know, you picked me up. Even though Like he, was, he walked out there doing the yeah. thousand yard stare, man. Come on.
5: Well, here's well, here's the thing. And this is the big question, because we'll get into the Manny Machado drama coming up in a few minutes. But for the Dodgers, they had really no weaknesses, right, that we had seen. What were they have 12 or 13 players who could play and start on any team across Major League Baseball. They're just that deep. Well, okay. Starting pitching. We're still fine with starting pitching. We got everything we need. And now our bullpen is good. They've had a really great year in the bullpen. But what has turned out to be what could be their weak link now is is Kenley Jansen, because clearly Jansen is not the same guy. And he's someone who was worn down in the postseason before because, look, Jansen's someone who Dave Roberts has called on. Sometimes they bring him in in the fourth inning and say, you're just going to close it out for us, Kenley. That's how it's going to go. But when it gets this late in the season for Kenley Jansen – Jansen just doesn't have it. And you would think that he would still be okay because, well, he only had 60 games and it's not like he's had to go through an entire season and, 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 and throw a lot of innings. And he has had to pitch a lot and get to the playoffs, but something just happens when you get to the end of the season with him, he's not as reliable. He's not suddenly a guy that can't get an out. But he's not the lockdown guy he was in the regular season. It's 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 almost as if, boy, you got to ride the lightning with Kenley Jansen. in, even you know he used to be automatic. Now he's less than automatic, and maybe you have to sit back and go, boy, the guy had an ERA of like six and a half in September. He really didn't pitch that great. Uh, do we go to a situational closer situation now? Because if you're the Dodgers, you can't give away games. If Jansen doesn't have it, or if it's somebody else, you got to be able to do that. Now, will it be to the point where someone else comes in in the ninth inning instead of Kenley Jansen? I don't know if that's the case, but Kenley Jansen clearly will have a much shorter hook where he doesn't, what it used to be where he comes in to close games and that's it. And everybody packs up and you're getting ready to leave and you're closing things up and you're packing your bats away going, all right, Jansen's out here to save the game or if he gives something up and lose, but he's out here for the rest of the night. I don't know that they'll get to the point where you get to the ninth inning and somebody else will come in. But when Jansen comes in, if he doesn't have it, if, if you get a walk and, or, or a single and an out and then a double, Jansen's coming out of the game and the Dodgers are going to have to go to somebody else because clearly he's not that same closer for whatever reason, and he can't be trusted to say he's the guy. And when he comes in, we're we're walking off this mound either as a winner or if something happens and we lose, we lose, we lose with our best. I don't know that he has that anymore. I don't know the Dodgers can go down that road and say, Jansen's our guy at the end. Maybe it's Jansen's our guy, but let's have a couple other guys ready just in case he has a rough first couple of batters in the ninth inning.
6: Yeah, I mean, the first two questions Dave Roberts is going to be asked is, number one, why did you take Gratterall out? Seven pitches, just mowing down, got four outs in those seven pitches. Operational efficiency at its finest, Jason Smith. Mm. Uh, and then for Kenley Jansen, what is the plan going for? Because I know listening to Dodger talk on our flagship AM570 LA Sports, it's been a constant theme throughout the season as to when Dave Roberts – Loyalty history is contrasted with where we're at now, right? There's there's a gap. It's not the same guy. It's not the same results. You saw him tonight, 30 pitches, 19 for strikes, and the stress level for everybody, including watching him work, right? There wasn't the confidence that he knew you know, the sequencing that was going to get that next out to make that next big pitch. And before long, you got the hooks. So uh, we we look at it now. Yeah, you've got the commanding 2-0 lead, but you still have this huge question going forward of how do you close things out? Because as we know from the past, everything gets tighter. You're not winning games 8-2 with regularity deep into the playoffs.
5: Uh, it, it's the thing, too, because it, it's, you're wondering or the Dodgers are a perfect team. What's 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 their Achilles heel? Something's got to come up in the playoffs and give them yeah. some kind of adversity. And this looks like what it is. They're getting the clutch hitting. They had the big clutch play from Bellinger tonight, which was fantastic. Uh, you know, Mostly their bullpen has been pitching well. But you get to that ninth, and there's something about it when, when your closer comes in and the other team doesn't go, oh, man, good luck. You know, you say your prayers and go up and bat, and hopefully, you know, you get a pitch you can handle or you, you're able to knock one off the end of the bat for a bloop single, and you can get a walk or a wild pitch. There's something about it when, when your closer comes into the ninth and the other team doesn't think that's it for us. You, when you don't have that mental advantage, and right now the Dodgers don't have that mental advantage in the ninth inning over other teams, that's a huge issue. And it, and to take it away from Jansen, I think, would cause a ton of issues because suddenly now, okay, you're addressing that this is a real big thing and you're pressing the panic button. But I, I would say the games are going to look like this, where Jansen comes in in the ninth and before this, because they, they gave him a lot of chances tonight. Obviously, they were up by a couple of runs. But if it's a tight one-run game, or if it's a two-run game and Jansen starts with a walk and a pop-up and a single, that's it. He's coming out of the game because they can't wait and and try to let him get better when clearly he's put guys on and gotten into trouble. You will see a really really quick hook for him in the ninth inning. And whether it's Joe Kelly or somebody else or Gratterall, whatever you're going to do, it's going to be somebody else coming in and it's going to be that fast. I will be I will be I'll make you a big bowl prediction right now. Kenley Jansen does not warm up for the ninth inning again in these playoffs without another
6: pitcher warming up alongside him. I Ooh. guarantee you that. Right? Now I'll that's give you that. bold. bowl prediction right now. Well, based on throwing 30 pitches today, he will not be available to you tomorrow. Uh, so that stress is gone. The other, and Mike brings it up, and it was one of the points I had scrawled uh, with the way Joe, Joe Davis was uh, – Joe Davis, <laughs> Joe Kelly, Sorry, <laughs> Joe Davis, who announced
5: the game pretty Joe well. Joe Davis I'm was sure. announced. Yeah, I'm
6: sure no. he announced the game really good. <laughs> yeah, as, as I do that, Joe Kelly was low in the zone. We talk about bouncing pitches. It's like aren't aren't just sitting on it? You yeah, I because the final out was on a ball that couldn't have been six inches off the dirt mm-hmm. that he went and tried to golf out of there. Like uh, he's he's away from the zone. He's not in the zone at all. Make him make a pitch. If you're the Padres. So I think if you're Jace Tingler, and I got to say Jace Tingler whenever you can. I mean, that is a name <laughs> of all names. Uh, I've got to find out if there's an autographed Jace Tingler rookie card out there somewhere. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure he's salty. It's like you, you got to make these guys look like when they don't have their, their best stuff. Make them make a pitch. And he didn't. Wasn't the Tingler a movie? Wasn't
5: that a horror movie a long time ago? The Tingler? I think it was. Well, right? it's either that or
6: something you can buy on uh – well, certain websites catering to adult activity. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're still, we're still 25 minutes away from the slide over well, there, man. What look, he he whoa,
5: te- you could have teased wrong? it, what's but you went straight you it? for it. Wow. It, it, I'm talking about a movie. I was going to make a WWE reference, and it sounds like it could be a wrestler, and you're like, the hey, Taylor. you know, I could buy the Tingler. for Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're 25 minutes to or Even Tyshirt. Listen to Tyshirt. When Tyshirt says whoa, you know you've, you've, you've gone past the edge of the envelope there. You've got to walk that back now. Yeah, but I mean, Tyshirt's the guy that he doesn't how do care. I, how do I walk it back? He'll play. He'll play anything. He'll play anything. It might anything become any my time. nickname. No, but but that that. But I think that's where – I think that's where you have to see. Okay, where's the line? Right. Tyshirt, who will do anything because he doesn't care. When Truth. he says, "Oh, whoa, whoa <laughs> Mike," that's where you. I have thought to realize, he just enjoyed okay.
6: it. Is really what I thought. Well, that I mean, was. I'm not saying I didn't.
5: No, I'm. Okay. I'm I'm sure in some way he did, and he's right now texting our bosses going,
6: I still have a job, right, no matter what Mike says? Okay, good. I, I got the text back. I'm good. Oh, you got <laughs> Mike, I don't know yet. <laughs> the Tingler was a 1959 American Whoa. horror film. I thought it was a horror movie. Okay. It had uh, Vincent they- Price in it. Oh, Vincent, did he give that big laugh at the end like in Thriller? That I don't know. Uh, Dr. Warren Chapin has made a surprising discovery. The spine-chilling sensation that people get when scared is due to a parasite that he dubs the Ah, Or
5: as Mike Harmon would tell you, it's something you can buy that it will appear on your credit card statement as just a generic item.
6: (laughs) Plain brown wrapping. Hey, what it says? The Tingler. It, it it just says it just says household
5: device. Oh, okay, all right, It's fine, I guess. I guess I forget what I bought the Tingler
6: for. <laughs> wow, that's the next level, oh, right there. Oh my goodness!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
8: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know,
5: all songs that you forgot had the word fly in them or in the title. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. As all the drama coming off of the Dodgers and the Padres is just starting to spill over into the postgame. Dodgers beat the Padres 6-5, and this game will be known and dotted for what happened between Manny Machado and the Dodgers in the sixth inning following a big catch by Cody Bellinger that kept the game being a Dodger lead. Fernando Tatis Jr. in the sixth inning hits one that looks like a sure home run and then Bellinger pulls it back from beyond the fence. Let's take a listen to it.
6: No balls, no strikes. And Tatis with
5: a fly ball to center field. And deep. Bellinger going back to the wall. He leaps and makes a spectacular catch. Cody Bellinger robs Tatis of a two-run home run. His glove was six or seven inches over the yellow line and straight away center.
0: A spectacular catch.
5: Uh, Dodgers radio network AM 570 LA sports on the call Angel Hernandez actually still tried to call it a home run but with video evidence (laughs) of Bellinger catching the ball he was unable to do so Uh, what happened after that was the Dodgers celebrating and Gratterall was excited that his center fielder bailed him out he threw his glove up in the air and Machado who bat flipped like a blanker blanker a couple innings before after a big home run off of Kershaw was really mad the Dodgers were celebrating there was a shouting match it was insane and and this bad blood goes into the ninth inning where Kenley Jansen, unable to close the game out, gets a couple of outs, but the Padres push a couple of runs across. Jansen comes out of the game. Joe Kelly comes in, and Kelly is able to close it out after walking Tatis, walking Manny Machado to load the bases, gets a ground out to second by Eric Hosmer to end it. The Dodgers take a two games to none lead over the Padres. Now, we'll have more on that part of it, the Machado drama, in a few minutes, but this Kenley Jansen situation is kind of evolving as we speak here. As we spent a few minutes ago, look, Kenley Jansen, you just can't trust him. You can't trust him in this situation. It's high leverage. You can't trust him like you used to, where you need to be able to have some kind of alternative to Kenley Jansen. And I told you, Bold, you're never going to see him warm up just by himself for the ninth inning of a game again this playoff, because you have to be able to Take him out right away if he's having a bad start. You have other guys that come in and pitch the ninth inning, whether it's Gratterall, Train, and whoever it is, you have some other guys. Well, Dave Roberts, Dodger manager, was just asked about the role of Kenley Jansen moving forward, and he said, quote, I'm going to think through it which is about as far away as you can get from Kenley's our guy and how dare you ask me that question and, oh, uh, this interview is over. I'm going to think through it. So you know now that the Dodgers may not be closer by committee, but this is, this is it. You know, so far, the Dodgers have been able to evade the Kenley Jansen high wire act. And we've seen it in the playoffs before, kind of like with Kershaw before, Mike Harmon, where Kershaw would be good, but alternately not as good in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And when they had to count on him for big games, he wasn't there for them. Doesn't mean it was every game. Kershaw's still been fine in the postseason. He just hasn't been the guy he was in the regular season. And the same thing is true here for Kenley Jansen. He's still – but he's not the guy he was. And so the Dodgers have to have something out there where I think you're going to see a situational uh, part where, okay, Kenley comes in the ninth, but – other guys will be able to do it. If it's a three-run lead, maybe it's not Kenley Jansen that comes in in the ninth inning. Maybe it's somebody else. The Dodgers are trying to protect a six-three lead. Maybe it's Jansen if it's four-three, and if he walks and gives up a hit, maybe he comes out of the game. But you're, you're, he's not—he doesn't have the stranglehold on this job anymore. This is the one place the Dodgers have shown that they are vulnerable, and they have to fix this right away. And this is why Dave Roberts is saying, "I got to think through it." So you know some kind of
6: change to how they address the ninth inning, eighth to ninth inning is coming yeah he could make a really quick work of it there's seven pitches you need to watch seven four of them will be outs bruce dar graderall everybody he is your closer let's go fire up grad
4: <laughs> he is
6: the temperament of a closer living that high wire man <laughs> he is ready and fired up and he'll go toe to toe look bringing big stuff it, it, it is time to to look at jansen whether you're going to depose him all together or go situational uh Gratterall was fantastic kelly was off but he gets the job finished uh but I, i'm i'm putting my vote forward I, I'm, well, I'm ready for a change. Well, obviously, uh, Gratter also might be gets a lot of points. question right now.
5: That that's, he also gets a lot of points because of you know after all the drama happened in the sixth inning with Machado being upset when he went off the field you could see Graderall with his with his hand with his glove over his hand and you know he's blank blanking him as he's going off the field I mean you
6: just oh, know what I mean, though, he's though, saying right? stuff that's next level stuff <laughs> yeah no let's give him his love uh, for yeah. for being a, a bit over the top I mean we need we need closers with the, with that edge and I think we got it. Mm.
5: Uh, we'll have John Paul Morosi, MLB Network insider, uh, at this game covering it coming up next hour on the show. But straight ahead, the drama between Machado and the Dodgers and why Manny Machado, Manny being Manny, proves that he can be as big a baby as anybody else in the game of baseball when it comes down to it. That's coming up next right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, breaking down all the animosity here on Fox Sports
0: Radio.
3: to start listening.